after a particularly good dinner. We had devilled crabs with jugged hair to follow. I think it was the cigars that did it, that and the Zabaglione. Zabaglione! shouted the chaplain. It's a little late, but I uh, dare say... We were talking about Canon Bow, the bursar explained to him. The chaplain shook his head. Couldn't abide the man, he said. Used to live on poached cod. He had a peptic ulcer. I'm not surprised, said the chaplain. With a name like that, he should have known better. To return to the present master, the senior tutor said. I am not prepared to sit back and allow him to alter our present admissions policy. I don't see how we can afford to, the bursar agreed. We are not a rich college. The point will have to be made to him, the dean said. We look to you, bursar, to see that he understands it. The bursar nodded dutifully. His was not a strong constitution, and the dean overawed him. I shall do my best, he said. As far as the college council is concerned, I think the best policy will be one of uh, amiable inertia, the prelector suggested. That has always been one of our strong points. There's nothing like prevarication, the dean agreed. I have yet to meet a liberal who can withstand the attrition of prolonged discussion of the inessentials. You, uh, you don't think the bow treatment, to coin a phrase? the senior tutor asked. The dean smiled and stubbed out his cigar. There are more ways of killing a cat than stuffing it with hush, said the prelector. But the chaplain slept on. He was dreaming of the girls in Woolworths. They left him sitting there and went out into the court, their gowns wrapped around them against the cold. Like so many black puddings, they made their way to their rooms. Only the bursar lived out with his wife. Porterhouse was still a very old-fashioned college. In the porter's lodge, Scullion sat in front of the gas fire, polishing his shoes. A tin of black polish stood on the table beside him, and every few minutes he would dip the corner of his yellow duster into the tin and smear the polish onto the toe of his shoe with little circular movements. Round and round his finger would go inside the duster, while the toe cap dulled momentarily and grew to a new and deeper shine. Every now and then Scullion would spit on the cap, and then rub it again with an even lighter touch before picking up a clean duster and polishing the cap until it shone like black Japan. Finally, he would hold the shoe away from him so that it caught the light and he could see deep in the brilliant polish a dark, distorted reflection of himself. Only then would he put the shoe to one side and start on the other. It was something he had learned to do in the Marines so many years ago. 